This is Rhema for Today. So I begin to pray, all right, Lord. I know this is, I know the Spirit of God. I know you're, you're giving me this. And I speak out with prophecy more than anything else. And a lot of times I do it when I'm preaching and you don't ever even know that it's coming out. I just, I just do it. See, there's another, there's another point of wisdom that people need to learn. Sometimes people are always calling attention. That was a word from the Lord. But anyway, I began to pray. I said, all right now, Lord, the man is preaching. There's a large crowd here. Either give me an opportunity, have him call me up, or else give it to him. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth Hagin continues his teaching on the Wisdom Series, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth Hagin for today's message. I want you to notice the high priority that God put on wisdom. When Solomon asked for wisdom, God showed his high priority that he puts on people having wisdom by what he gave him because he asked for wisdom. I should tell us something. People are always praying, Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. Lord, bless me and my son John and us four no more. They pray all the time, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me. I believe that a Bible precedent has been set down that if you'd ask the Lord to give you wisdom, that the riches and the success would follow. That sort of coincides with Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And if you will go back up in the preceding verses and find out what he was talking about, you will find out that he was talking about houses and lands and clothes and raiment and so forth and so on. Natural things. The man that has wisdom seeks God's righteousness. The man that has understanding seeks God's righteousness. Hello? You see, we get into churches and there's all kinds of operations and manifestations going on. But I see Sometimes little wisdom in it. The Apostle Paul saw the same thing at the church at Corinth. He saw all kinds of manifestations of the gifts, but there was no wisdom in it. They evidently were running people off with the operation of the gifts of the Spirit because that's why he came in there and began to talk about it's more important to speak where people understand what's going on than it is to speak with tongues. 
Now he went on to say there's nothing wrong with praying in tongues and speaking in tongues. And he said, I thank God I speak with tongues more than you all. He's from Texas because he said you all. No, he's, he, he must have been from southern Israel. <laughs> no, not really. But there is so much misuse of the gifts of the Spirit, the operation of the gifts of the Spirit, because of no wisdom. I mean, it is utterly ridiculous in a large service where you got three, four, five thousand people present for somebody to get up over in the corner back over here and begin to try to give a message in tongues. Nobody hears it except the few people that are around. But it sure is a lot more edifying when you have that come on you and you begin to pray, Lord, either give me an opportunity or give it to the man that's got the microphone. Because it does no good for 50 people to be edified when 3,900 and something of them Never know that it went on. I remember I was in a meeting one day. I'm sitting on the, down on the, close to the front. And the Spirit of God began to well up inside of me. Well, thank God for my dad and his teaching because he had taught me, you don't just jump up and interrupt. So I began to pray, all right, Lord. I know this is, I know the Spirit of God. I know you're, you're giving me this and... I speak out with prophecy more than anything else. And a lot of times I do it when I'm preaching and you don't ever even know that it's coming out. I just, I just do it. See, there's another, there's another point of wisdom that people need to learn. Sometimes people are always calling attention. That was a word from the law. Well, sometimes that's necessary, but most of the time it's not. Most of the time, the only reason they do that is to so people will look at them and say, Oh, they're spiritual. But anyway, I began to pray. I said, all right now, Lord, the man is preaching. There's a large crowd here. Either give me an opportunity, have him call me up, or else give it to him. He was preaching along, and in a few minutes, I noticed all of a sudden, he didn't stop and tell people that he was giving out a prophecy. All of a sudden, he began to speak out the first part of what I was getting already because I don't know if you work in, in operation of the gifts of the Spirit many times. You, you, a lot of times you only have the first two or three sentences and after that uh, you're just dependent on the Lord by faith. And so he started out. Now he didn't say it exactly the way I would have said it, but the essence was the same. And then he went on speaking. As he did, that lifted from me. Now, you see, that was wisdom on my part. Not trying to pin any, any roses on me because any intelligent believer should have done that, okay? But I'm trying to show you wisdom in the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. It's more important to have wisdom than it is to have the operations. 
Because when you're having the operations of the, of the manifestations of the Spirit and only a few people are getting blessed, something's wrong. When the Spirit is manifesting Himself, all should be edified. Now, why do people operate unwisely? Because they don't have wisdom. See, wisdom is knowledge and understanding. How many of you understand that? If you operate or have manifestation of the gift of the Spirit operating in your life, then get some wisdom on it. One of the best little books I know about, I don't know whether we have it out here in the bookstore or not, uh, Questions and Answers on about the Holy Spirit by Howard Carter. It's a good little book. I remember in Detroit, Michigan in 1975. We had to carry a lady out from underneath the tent that was disrupting the service. We got her outside finally. She's stiff as a board. She said, well, I couldn't be quiet. When the Spirit comes, you have to say what the Spirit says. You don't have no control. Uh, she was quickly informed that the Word of God said that the Spirit is subject to the individual through which the Spirit is moving. She was quickly informed that I would be afraid of any spirit that comes in and takes me over and I have no control over. Because according to the Word of God, that is an evil spirit. Whoa. But we need to have some wisdom. There have been many people that have been Moved by the message that are, and the man is giving an altar call. And they are ready to, to raise their hand and come to the altar. And somebody jumps up and begins to give a message in tongues. And somebody else jumps up and gives an interpretation. I've been in those kind of meetings. And the Holy Spirit is grieved. The convicting power of the Holy Spirit is grieved. I've been traveling with my dad for several years. I've been around his ministry. I was born on one Sunday morning. I was in church the next Sunday. And I've been around this. And I've gone home with him from when he was, I was five years old, was traveling out across in the car doing crusades across the state of Texas mostly. And I'd sit behind him while he'd drive all night, many nights, and my sister sleep on the seat, and my mother sleep in the front seat because we drove at night because it was cooler. You know how hot it is out there today, driving out across West Texas when there's no air conditioning in the cars. It's better to drive at night. I've got in the car with him after a Sunday night service. We'd be driving down the highway, and he would begin to weep. And I said to him, Dad, what's the matter? He said, oh, the Spirit of God was moving on people tonight. 
And people left that service and didn't come to the altar because somebody didn't use wisdom in giving that message in tongues. Well, as a five-year-old kid, being in this all of my life, when it happened, I felt like it wasn't right. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the book by Kenneth Hagan entitled Called of God. The next book in this offer is from Lynette Hagan entitled God's Positioning System. The next in this offer is the CD from Craig Hagen entitled The Greater Mentality. And last but not least is the CD from Denise Hagen Burns entitled Holy Spirit, The Ultimate Best Friend. All this for the special price of $30. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We are going to be in Washington State. April 1, 2, and 3 to Spokane, Washington. Yes. Uh, there with the Spokane Christian Center with uh, Pastors Rick and Linda Sharkey. Uh-huh. And uh, you can go online at rhema.org and find out anything about our crusade schedule or whatever's going on or where we're going to be in the next crusade. But... Tomorrow, more from Kenneth Hagen on the Wisdom Series. If you would like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.